Good morning and welcome everybody. Relinquish the blame. One of the principal things that um, we've been talking here is uh, an earlier teaching of a Buddha. And this is a 2600 years old wisdom. It says, the mind itself is an illuminance, is a pure and a killing and a luminance. All obstacles that we collect or blocks or make the mind unable to function or whatever they are we encounter and they are all temporary. Like space is a pure, clean, no obstacles. We can see beautiful sunshine like today here. Or if it's like, you know, full moon night with no cloud, it will be wonderful nice and romantic. <laughs> uh, you know, and that is the mind itself. So everything, whatever blocks, like a cloud or the storm or all of those are temporary. Uh, temporary. Temporary in the sense it is not uh, by natural, it is a part or parcel of the mind. However, it's there. Is it there to be able to separate? Is it there to be able to separate? Is it separable? Is it not inseparable that of a mind? But it's separable. So that is what it means, temporary. So in our culture, in our American culture, we would like to blame and take a lot of blame to ourselves every time. It's my fault. And also blame is okay, but sometimes uh, many of American culture, they pick up guilt, and also, so also it's this guilt that you know, and that tosses the individual tremendously. Um, it's true when we have committed some kind of uh, negativities, we cannot. Well, there's a two parts. I almost say we cannot undo. You can undo to a certain level. We can correct. Uh, but if you have killed somebody, and uh, by correcting you cannot bring that person back. However, however, you can do a lot of things, a lot of things to compensate whatever the mistakes we have made. However, we can stop killing. And those of those people who've been wounded over there, we can treat them decently. 
kind of these are the remedies we can do even the world war 2 we had we had a huge trouble but then you know the wonderful american culture and we have set up remedies they all martial plans to help uh, germany and europe in general and germany in particular the martial plans way and how we sort of a campaign and whatever uh, we could get it and that time it was necessary that time it was necessary today it is almost unnecessary some people may not agree yeah true but that's your right and many people do agree and that's our right so but we have to do something to stop the killing continue just like that this is larger scale but individuals and within our individuals dealing with a one to one human being and particularly you know it's the most thing um we can, we create our own negativities and when we are sitting with the one to one all the time and this is most luckily support where we create our uh negativities the people who are most close to you and uh, and this is in this case your spouse or your companion or your children sometimes and um very conveniently in law <laughs> that is very convenient <laughs> so so this is where we normally create our negativities and uh, create a negativity that's not really have to be there you know to uh, to just hitting them or beating them up or or shouting at them or killing them or you don't have to and one when you hurting their feelings and that is the most important point and when you hurt the feelings and it happens i can tell you with my personal experience sometimes we get hurt people without knowing anything though we may have a good uh, intention we like to help the person and uh, you know what the certain way that person is functioning is not right not the best for him or herself but we like to help it and then where and how we help it is becoming some kind of the method of becoming some you know it makes the people hurt and we don't realize i don't realize that till way later way later i don't realize that although i can almost say i always try to maintain good motivation and good motivation is a very good uh thing within the buddha buddha's teaching however one cannot justify a good motivation for you know um the motivation cannot justify the deeds as well as uh end cannot justify means 
So we all know that. We do, we do just by means because of the end result is great. And I don't think end can justify means. And that's where we get hurt people. Honestly. And you don't realize at all. At all. And the years go by and then somehow you begin to know. And by the time you begin to know, and you will be very sorry about it. You have a tremendous regret, and you feel sorry about it. But then you never know whether you have an opportunity to make it right or not. You never know. Or sometimes, sometimes when it's brought to your intention, attention, and then you begin to realize this is what happened. And many people do get upset at that moment. Many people do get upset. When you are upsetting what's happening, you are depriving yourself the opportunity to make it correct. And when you are when you have the opportunity, it's a great opportunity that you can correct. As I said earlier, you cannot bring back the people who you killed, but however, you can compensate and purify. Purify. The idea within us sometimes, and that the purification is not in so much important. I mean, it's important, but not really bought, not sort of, not bought in our culture. Am I correct? In American culture, I think mostly the purification is not really openly bought. So if you did something wrong, you have done something wrong, so you cannot help it, you can do nothing, Except, I don't know, you can go, you can go to hell or whatever. Um, beside that, no other, no other ways of doing it. And that perhaps makes the people to blame individuals. So, you know, blaming yourself or the blaming others get, you know, makes, lose the opportunity. Because according to the Buddha, I mean, here I'm talking to you from the Buddha's point of view because that's the only thing I know. So Buddha says and approved at the time when Buddha was in life in India, no matter whatever heavy negativities, Buddha called them a five limitless negativities, five limitless negativities, like killing your two parents, two, and killing arahats, one of the sages, and then one is Buddha called uh, drawing the blood from the Buddha, That's, that doesn't mean drawing, literally drawing, uh, it's something else. Anyway, that this sort of five limitless unlimited negativities, there's no 
bigger than that. Sort of from the from the consequences point of view, and it says even one who had created all five at the same time, time and repeatedly, and that person can purify. And giving the example of the cloud and the space, no matter that there are raining days. They are, you know, completely. You know, we know the gray weather in Michigan is not news to us, right? We always had that for whole winter long, anyway. So, so no matter how gray it might be, there will be time that a cloud be removed, sun shines again, the space, the pure, wonderful, beautiful space can. Prevail just like today. So this is the reality of our human beings. So no matter how much, how heavy we make mistakes, we do make mistakes because you know what we say within Buddhist. We say because we are Buddhist, we make mistake. If we don't make mistake, we should have been Buddha. So we are not Buddha yet. We are Buddhist. So therefore, we do make mistake. So every human beings will make mistake, and we be make mistake. We will keep on making mistakes again. No matter how much you fall, it's like a child learning how to walk. How many times you fall? We make sure we get up. We just don't lie down on the ground. Get up and walk again. Move forwards. Purification is something very big within the Buddhism. Buddha has told everyone the Buddha's message to all of us to be remembered is is in our nature, our mind is luminous. Everything, whatever comes, is a temporary. Nothing can be damaged in our natural. We are all to be able to enlighten. We have the capability to be able to become fully enlightened, fully pure, just like Buddha himself. Years ago, he himself, like us, like us, full of delusions, full of hatred. Full of obsessions, full of jealousy, yet worked out and become a pure, become a Buddha, and we all have the right and capability to be a Buddha. All of us. This is our human, not only human, our living right. That we all have the capability. It is up to us whether we put efforts or we let it go. Like Hindus have a joke saying, "Aya Ram, Gya Ram." The Ram has come, Ram has gone. And if we do this and we do the same thing to the sunshine, sunset, get up, go. That's how we pass. Days, weeks, months, and a year, and finally, it becomes time becomes too late to do anything. So, but if you don't do that, 
if we put effort and then we all have it in capability, possibility, become just like Buddha. This is our living right, according to the Buddha. Whether it doesn't matter whether you're man, woman, or cat. So this is our potential. If we explore, we have opportunity. And you all have opportunity right in front, right in under your own nose. If you don't take it, then you become ayaram, giyaram. Thank you. Any questions? <laughs> yes. Rinpoche, could you um, talk a little bit about uh, the relationship between blaming oneself and violence towards oneself? To me, the violence is violence. Whether your violence against yourself or violence against others. It is all violence. The violence does not become any good result at all. Thank you. Any good result, you know why? If you look at, I mean, I'm thanking your question. If you look at in our history, right in front of us, any one of those violence has never been never been successful. Look in the history, whether it is big nations, the dictators, or small individual families or individual persons, anything violence will give you no good result for whatsoever. On the other hand, Nonviolence has achieved almost whatever they wanted to. We have so many examples in this. Looking at the violence activities in the history, big historical picture, look at it. Look at all these earlier dictators, kings, and uh, lately, Looking Hitler, Stalin, Chairman Mao of China, and uh, even Saddam Hussein. No good result, as we see. On the other hand, look at Buddha, Gandhi, the Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and Nelson. Mandala, Dr. Martin Luther King, and a just big example right in front of us. Then, similarly, individual families, the parents who abuses kid, the man who abuses the woman, vice versa, woman who abuses the man too. You know, honestly, you know what I mean. Abuse is, uh, although we mostly blame for the men, but you know, they are both ways. It's always two-way street. Two-way street. So all these abusing people, they don't have a good result. Their kids doesn't turn out to be, mostly they don't turn out to be great. 
because of the example we provided. And no matter whoever you may be, if you are exposed to abusive things, and you are most likely to produce the younger human being to be abusive. You know, in, the, in my case, as childhood, and in one of the ways to get in the Tibetan monasteries, disciplines, they beat you all the time. They really do beat you a lot. And in my personal experience, uh, when I'm looking back at it, I was not so surprised when I see people beating. It's not so much shocking because I've seen it. And even on me, and I noticed, one time I've been noticed, I use, you know, I have a, I have a lot of dogs in uh, India. And I noticed one day I, I started beating the dogs, I mean hitting the dogs. And then I realized, oh, this is wrong. And so where it comes from? Because I saw the teachers beat students in the the monasteries all the time. But although they have very good attention, no personal agenda for whatsoever, and it is only meant to improve, improve the individual, even then. That's what I begin to say. Motivation cannot justify me. And no, the end cannot justify means. So this is uh, this is what happens. As well as, then when you can't blame anybody else, the easy target is yourself, and you begin to abuse yourself. What for? Don't we have enough suffering, enough pain? Everywhere, wherever we look, we do. We do have enough suffering, enough pain. So why we create one more? Not only from the negative point of view, very practical point of view. Why do we create another pain for yourself? Some people may justify this. I do know someone, some people, justifying, saying, it is my purification. That is not your purification at all. I do know someone who had alsa, who, who I mean, who was a friend of mine. I call it friend rather than student. So and refused to take medicine because the alsa pain is my purification. And it's a, it took me five years to convince her to take medicine. Five years, and very reluctantly she took pills, and she feels better. Even then, she said, because of you said that I took a one-month treatment, and now I'm not taking, you know, sort of thing, because it's my purification. So, I mean, this is, a, uh, I, I, I don't know, is it blind faith or whatever it is. For me, if I don't have to endure any suffering, even a single minute, I will not, no matter whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, the other day, just two days ago, 
somebody was uh, somebody's calling me. It's not a friend, of, not a student of mine or friend of mine, but a friend of some another student of some another Tibetan Rinpoche. The person is dying with the cancer, so he doesn't want to take morphine because he think I'm going to die anywhere. My mind will not be clear at the time when I die. And I told him, look. Uh, even your mind is clear. Do you know what you're going to do? Do you know how you're going to control it? So it's better not have the pain. Just as long as your mind is clear at that, up to that moment, think the positive things such as fate or anything else and good positive things. And as long as you don't have control over your mind, when you begin to lose control, then that's okay. And that's how one should do, rather than in order taking a, a morphine and giving by doctor, and not taking morphine, and, um, and try to, to die within. I mean, just, in a way, it's a very brave and one very great. However, I think it's an unnecessary problem for the individual. So, so this is what it is. And uh, even the fate is good enough, very good. It's just, you know, fate provides this whole and the compassion of the enlightened beings are like a hook. So when they swing the hook, there's a hole they can pull it. When there's no hole, and no matter, you know, if they, no matter how much the hook they swing, and they can get hooked nowhere, and in case if you're a bald-headed, sexy guy, you may even have cut over. <laughs> Thank you.